Hi there, it's Izaz Ali from Lord It's Solicitors. Uh, in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the concept of vicarious liability, uh, something that's cropped up on a client matter this week, and I thought I'd just share and explore the concept of vicarious liability with you. So, in short, vicarious liability is based on a common law principle of strict no-fault liability for effectively uh, a wrong that's committed by another person. So in terms of law, we view that as a form of secondary liability. Um, And there's been various cases on this uh, over the years, and in those cases, the judges who've been presiding over those cases have rather helpfully set out some very uh, interesting comments to shed more light uh, on the actual concept and how broadly it's interpreted by them. Uh, So a case in point is uh, in relation to Builder UK Limited versus Nazir. That's a 2015 case um, in which the learned judge commented uh, and said, and I quote, vicarious liability doesn't involve any attribution of wrongdoing to the principal. It's merely a rule of law under which a principal may be held strictly liable for the wrongdoing of someone else. So the actual comments from the judge go on. Uh, And on another case, um, Lord Toulson uh, and Lord Hodge uh, made the following comments. They said, and I quote, vicarious liability is an indirect liability. It doesn't involve the attribution of an employee's act to the company. It entails that the employee has committed a breach of a tortious duty owed by himself and that the company and his employer is additionally answerable for the employee's tortious act or omission. So that gives an overview of how sort of vicarious liability, um, the, the meaning of it and how it would occur. But it's not strictly limited in any way, shape or form just to an employment relationship. However, in common practice, we often find that it is in the context of an employment relationship. So when we're asked to advise on this issue, it uh, often arises uh, in relation to that, an employment relationship. So to explore the employment uh, relationship aspect of it, It involves an employer being liable for the wrongs committed by the employee uh, uh, only when there's a sufficient connection between those wrongs and the employee's employment, um, in which case the courts would then look at the situation uh, to determine whether or not it would be fair to hold the employer to be vicariously liable uh, for the wrongs uh, committed by the employee. And in those circumstances, an important point, and that is that it doesn't matter that the employer himself has not committed any wrong. Now, looking at this from a practical point of view, 
it's often advisable for a client to potentially pursue an employer under the concept of vicarious liability for the wrongdoing of an employee. Um, and some of the reasons why one would do that is because if you can establish a link between the employee's role and duty and the wrongdoing that the client has suffered, you then look at the concept of pursuing the employer on the basis that the employer is likely to have some form of insurance, uh, liability insurance, to uh, cover this uh, aspect of it. In addition to that, the employer is likely to have the financial means to be able to settle a claim in relation to this as compared to the employee. In terms of points to raise against an employer in relation to a vicarious liability claim, the sort of things that we would explore and look at would be in relation to the employee being under the command and control of the employer to a large extent, notwithstanding the fact that the this aspect of the wrongdoing by the employee was not under the immediate direction of the employer. Um, and the concept there really is that the activity is likely to be part of the employer's business activity uh, quite generally. The employee will have, to some degree, have been under the control of the employer. Another interesting point would be that the employer, by employing the employee to carry out a given task or activity, will have created the risk of that tort being committed by the employee. That should provide an overview of vicarious liability in the employment context. And we'll next be exploring vicarious liability outside of the employment context and potential defences that are available to uh, employers uh, when facing a claim for vicarious liability.